prophecy for today so my topic tonight is should you get a dumb phone you remember you know the old flip phones you know that didn't record everything you said or everything you did you know you remember those phones of course if uh if you're in a teenager or your early 20s you probably don't remember um those phones but for the rest of us yeah we remember those phones so what am I getting at here? Um, there is an article right here, and it was written in InfoWars. I know, I know, InfoWars. Yep, yep, yep. So anyway, check it out. So it says, dumb phone sales are soaring as people revolt against overwhelming smartphones. This is by Zero Hedge. It was published on March 28th of 2022. And it says, some people have had enough or are throwing in their smartphones into the trash and replacing them with dumb phones instead. Remember my roommate and best friend, he was an older guy and uh, he hated the new smartphones and he always used his flip phone. And I remember the day his flip phone died and I thought, <laughs> I thought old Bill uh, was going to bury it in the backyard and say a few kind words about it, but he did finally, finally get a smartphone. So yeah, I don't know how many of them he broke. We won't go through that. <laughs> But anyway, so this article continues and it says, in a time when various developed world intelligence agencies are filling up petabytes, that's what the P folks, P as in Paul, petabytes of hard disk space with domestic phone recordings and tracking their own citizens who, in the pursuit of a, quote, liberal, unquote, agenda, have been escalated to a greater terrorist threat than actual foreign terrorists. Some people have had enough inner throwing their smartphones into the trash, and they're going to replace them with the old dumb phones. Man, I'm so old, I remember the bag phones. <laughs> I remember my grandmother had one of those. Anyway, so I know kids, I know, look that up. Google it, Google it. <laughs> So anyway, one among them is 17-year-old Robin West, who, according to the BBC, is an anomaly among her peers. She doesn't have a smartphone. Instead of scrolling through apps like TikTok and Instagram all day, she uses a so-called dumb phone. Those readers who had a cell phone in the late 90s are all too familiar with these. For everyone else, these are basic handsets or feature phones with very limited functionality. Uh, compared to, say, an iPhone. For the most part, you can typically only make and receive calls and SMS text messages. And if you're lucky, listen to a radio and take very basic photos, but definitely not connect to the internet or apps. Robin's decision to ditch her smart or former smartphone two years ago was a spur-of-the-moment thing. While looking for a replacement headset in a second-hand shop, she was lured by the low price of a, quote, brick phone. Her current headset from French firm MobiWire costs her just eight pounds and because it has no smartphone functionality she doesn't have an expensive monthly data bill to worry about i didn't notice until i bought a brick phone how much a smartphone was taking over my life she says i had a lot of social media apps on it and i didn't get as much work done as i was always on my phone the londoner adds that she doesn't think she'll ever buy another smartphone i'm happy with my brick 
I don't think it limits me. I'm definitely much more proactive. According to the BBC's, dumb phones are enjoying a revival. Google searches for them jumped by 89% between 2018 and 2021, according to a report by software firm SEM Rush. And while sales figures are hard to come by, one report says that global purchases of dumb phones were due to hit 1 billion units last year, up from 400 million in 2019. This compares to worldwide sales of 1.4 billion smartphones last year. Can you, my goodness, following a 12.5% decline in 2020. I'm going to read that again. This compares to worldwide sales of 1.4 billion smartphones last year. That is insane, people. Woo! Let that sink in for a minute. Anyway, meanwhile, a 2021 study by accountancy group D-E-L-O-I-T-T-E, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that, anyway, says that 1 in 10 mobile phone users in the UK had a dumb phone. Wow, people. Well, anyway, I want to welcome you guys to the episode, to the program. If you're new uh, to my podcast or to my channel, um, let me just let you know that um, I give news and views um, from a West Texans biblical perspective. Yes, uh, all of this comes from a biblical uh, perspective. And if you guys have not visited my website, uh, I encourage you to do so. It is Bible Prophecy, the number four today.com. If you're looking uh, for, um, you know, great teachers and authors and pastors and preachers that are doctrinally and theologically sound, uh, then definitely check out my website. I have a lot of resources on there uh, that point you to trusted pastor, pastors, authors, and teachers. Um, therefore, uh, you know, because, you know, now in, the, in, in these days and times, you have the Andy Stanleys of the world, you know, bringing in Led Zeppelin and ACDC into their church. That ought to scare the hell out of you <laughs> that he has so many followers. And his father, uh, Charles Stanley, um, hasn't said anything to him about it. That's kind of scary. Yeah, that's uh, that's not good. That's yeah, that's not good, uh, Pastor Charles Stanley. You need to rebuke your child. Um, anyway, uh, that's not my place, neither here nor there. But yes. So if you want to know all about uh, the false prophets and the false teachers, like the Cat Kerrs and the Kenneth Copelands and all of these folks, I encourage you guys to visit. Hit the bar. It's Steve Kozar and his wife, Paula, and their little cute pug. It's adorable. Anyway, it's called Hit the Bar because, you know, if you ever watch YouTube videos or if you're a podcaster, whatever, you hit the space bar that pauses the video. So anyway, it's called Hit the Bar, and they break down all of these um, heretics, false prophets, false teachers, uh, false pastors like the Joe Osteens of the world. And, um... They break down exactly what these pastors say, and then they take it from a biblical point of view of why they are wrong. So anyway, go check them out. Another good one that you can go check out is Brother Spencer Smith, Missionary Spencer Smith. He is on YouTube. He is hilarious. I love him. He is a great man of God, and uh, he doesn't care what anybody says. He's going to tell you what the Bible says and why rock and roll is evil. And if you haven't noticed yet, woohoo, he's right. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, go check out some of these folks. Um, another great one is Tom Hughes at Hope for Our Toms. Um, he pastors a church in Southern California. So does Brandon Holthouse. He's got a church in Southern California. And uh, Jack Hibbs. 
is also a pastor in a church in Southern California that is Calvary Chapel Chino Hills. Several great pastors in the California area. Praise the Lord for these men, great men of God who are telling the truth and uh, aren't afraid uh, who has anything to say against them. And another great one is you all know him, you know I love him, you know I love him, Pastor Billy Crumb. Uh, getalifemedia.com. Go to getalifemedia.com and check out him. He's got so many documentaries and 11 years worth, as a matter of fact, free of charge, folks, free of charge. You can also buy his latest book, which is The COVID Deception. He's got two DVDs with that, and he's also got a book. Check him out. Uh, you can go to Jam Markell at um, olivetreeviews.org, and you can order that book through there, or you can order it from getalifemedia.com, or uh, you can go to Amazon and order that as well. So, anyway, uh, I want to start out with the info wars in the dumb phone. And I am seriously contemplating doing that. I mean, you know, think about your phone and how much time you actually... I don't spend that much time on my phone anymore, but I used to. Um, but then I had a little screen thing. If you have an iPhone, it'll pop up and tell you how much of your life you're wasting on your phone. And at one point in time, it was like eight and a half hours. And that's people texting me, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff and emails popping up and like just ridiculous stuff. And I was like, you know what? This is too much of my time. So I set my phone down. I turned off all notifications and I'm like, you know, if I want to check my email, I'll check it at night. <laughs> you know, what's more important? You know, living your life with actual people, interfacing, having conversations, or staring at your phone all day. I was sitting at a coffee shop the other day, and I, I kind of do a little people watching. And uh, I looked at this family, and there was like two kiddos, and the mom and the dad, right? And of course, they had a little kid. And uh, every single one of them was on a phone. Every one of them. And did I don't think I ever heard them actually have a conversation. I don't think any words actually came out of their mouth. Occasionally sipping their coffee, staring at their phones. I thought, wow, is this where the world has come to? Yeah. Mm. If you look at the Bible, the Bible says that Satan, Lucifer, is the prince of the air. How does all this stuff work? You don't see any of it. It all works through the air. And another thing I noticed, people are connected to their boob tubes, to their TVs. You know what I mean? Everybody's on Netflix binge watching all this. Like, really? Think about what you're watching. What are you putting into your head? You know, I thought about this years ago. And I remember, oh gosh, I would say it's at least 25 years ago. I used to babysit my neighbor's um, kid, you know, Braley. We'd always go to the park and always go do stuff, you know. And uh, we were coming back from the park one day and I sat at a stoplight and um, uh, the song was on. And uh, I don't even remember the song, but she was singing the song. And I looked at her and I was like, what did you just say? Didn't even dawn out of me. Didn't even dawn on me. The secular music, the garbage that I was listening to until it came out of a mouth of a seven-year-old. And I was like, what did you just say? And all she was doing was singing the music that was on the secular radio station. I still remember it was Z93 that was that long ago. And uh, I was like, oh my gosh. I turned that garbage off and I never listened to it again. I'm like, you know, listen. And then and now you can't even listen to Christian music anymore because Christian music is not Christian. Look at all the Christian artists coming out now. They're saying, well, I'm not even a Christian anymore. You know, I walked away from God and, you know, I just think it's not relevant and all this other stupid crap coming out of their mouths. Uh, were they Christians? No, they were never Christians to begin with. You don't walk away from God. You were never born again believer to begin with. So. 
you don't lose your faith. You just never had it. Your faith was in a dollar sign, I guess. But if you listen to the to the so-called music hell song, I mean hill song, listen to the garbage that these these I remember it was like probably ten years ago. I was listening to this music and I was like, this isn't even about God. No, they didn't even mention Jesus' name. You know, this is more like like R and B pop garbage. This is not worshiping God Almighty. When you say awesome, that is awesome God. You need to think about that. We are teeny tiny specks of dust, and he is an awesome, almighty God. We need to show reverence to him. And uh, But anyway, I listened to this music. I remember my mom was dying. I was driving back and forth, and I was listening to this song. And, you know, it dawned on me. The, the song never even mentions Jesus' name. It just says him. I'm like, well, who could be him? Could be anybody. But anyway, for a good uh, uh, for a, a good take on this, go check out Spencer Smith, and uh, he's got a book out about rock and roll, the evil of rock and roll, or something like that. Go check it out. Um, also, the rise of the divine feminine, which is coming on right now. As you can see, look look what's going on in the world. This, folks, this is all all been planned. It's been pre-planned, everything. You know, Satan has been working on this for a very long time and uh, thousands of years to be effect, uh, ever since the Garden of Eden. <laughs> anyway, um, but, you know, think about it. Think about it. He is the prince of the air. God, of course, is almighty God. So we know that nothing happens unless God okays that. And so if you are a Christian, as I am a Christian, if you are a born-again, Bible-believing Christian, then you know if you read the book of Job, you know that anything that happens to you, if Satan wants to come and and torment you or like whatever, give you trials and tribulations, you know, whatever, which we're going to go through. The Bible says that we as Christians will go through trials and tribulations, but you're supposed to count yourself, you know, um, blessed when that happens because, you know, hey, but, uh, but think about it. It has to go through the hands of God first. God has to okay that. Because Satan came and he asked God, he goes, look at, look at Job. You know, you know, he goes, look at, look at, look at my servant Job. And Satan's like, oh, but what if I did this, 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 this? I bet he wouldn't serve you then. You know what I mean? So God said, okay, but God said, you can't do this, right? So whatever happens, just know that God Almighty is sovereign and he has allowed it to happen for one reason or another. So put your faith in God, no matter what is going on. You know, we as Bible-believing Christians, born-again Christians, we put our faith in God. So no matter what things look like here on earth, we know that we serve a mighty God and that we are in this world, the Bible says, but we are not of this world. Jesus said they persecuted me, they will persecute you as well. They hated me, they will hate you too. So remember that, folks. This is not our home. Your life is like a vapor. And if you're not a believer, I want you to think about you know, what's going to happen when you die? Because you will die. Everybody dies. It's appointed once unto man to die, the Bible says. Unless we're taken in the rapture. <laughs> Woo, Lord, wouldn't that be wonderful? And I'm, I'm telling you, the rapture is so close. Jesus said uh, in Matthew, he goes, hey, when you see these things begin to happen, what did he tell us to do? He says, lift your head up high because your redemption draws near. So we are not meant for the wrath of God. Who opens the sealed judgments? Who opens the bold judgments in Revelation, which is the great tribulation that comes upon the world? Who opens those? Jesus Christ opens those. And Jesus said, we are not meant for God's wrath. So 
anyway, uh, you can study. Um, there's so many great authors and teachers that have so many um, great teachings on uh, the rapture of the church. Um, speaking of, I have a book. It's on Amazon. You can check it out. I think it's like $3.99, but it's called After the Rapture, What Comes Next? And of course, it's titled by me. It's Heather O. Daniel. And so if you do go there, you can check it out. And uh, I basically tell you uh, from a from a person who is written to people who are who will be left behind. So say you're left behind. Uh, the rapture happens. Millions of people have disappeared upon the face of the earth. And you're like, what is going on? You know, what, you know, where did everybody go? And of course, you know, there's going to be this man. This, this man's going to have all the answers, you know, Zelensky. I'm sorry. <laughs> they're saying he walks on water. Ah, oh, just kidding. They're calling him Superman. Now there's even a song about it. But anyway, there's going to be a man with a plan. And he's going to come up out of the ashes. And the world's going to be in chaos like you've never seen. Just imagine if a billion people disappeared from the face of the earth. Whoa, Nelly. What do you think's going to happen? And they're all Christians. What do you think? The planes are going to be crazy. It's going to be insane, right? It's going to be crazy. So this catastrophic event has to happen for this man with a plan to come on the scene, right? This man is none other than the man of lawlessness, the man of perdition, the man of sin, the Antichrist. He's going to come upon the scene. He's going to have all the answers and he's going to bring peace. Because in Revelation, there's going to be this rider and he's coming on a white horse and he's going to have a bow. He's going to have a crown, but he's going to have no arrows. So he's going to come and he's going to bring that false peace upon the earth. And so there's going to be this false peace upon the earth. But it's not real. And it's not going to last, folks. So we have all this going on, but then you have God in heaven. And there's an angel flying back and forth. Remember this, folks, telling people not to take the mark of the beast. There's going to be an angel proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's going to be like nothing you've ever seen. And there's going to be people who have not heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, they've heard it, but they haven't had their chance to make the decision yet. And then there's going to be other people that are on this earth that have denied Christ. They know who he is. They know who God is, but they chose to reject him. And so these are the people that the Bible talks about. God's going to send this great delusion. And he says that if it were not so, even the elect would be deceived. And that's what we're talking about. That's what God's going to do. And he's going to send this delusion upon those people. Because when the rapture of the church happens, there's still going to be millions of people saved during the great tribulation. But there's going to be those who willfully rejected Christ right now, right now, where me and you are talking, when you have the free will, the choice to accept Christ as your Savior. And they willfully rejected him, knowing. And so those are the people that will be deceived in the end times during the tribulation. And they will have no chance at salvation at all, period. But then there's going to be other folks who, you know, might have heard like their Christian friend tell them about Jesus and like, oh, you know, he sounds good. You know, it sounds, you know, oh, you know, but they never had their chance to willfully reject Christ and the Holy Spirit. They didn't, they didn't make that decision. Those folks in the end times will be able to be saved during the end times. They will be able to call upon the Lord Jesus Christ. But trust me, folks, you don't want to be here for that because the Antichrist hates Christians. You know, Satan hates Christians. He hates born-again believers. 
He wants them. He, he, he hates them. And the only way to get to God is to hurt God's children, which are born-again believers. And you'll hear people say that, oh, everybody is God's child. Everybody. No, 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 no. Not everybody is a child of God. We are a creation of God, but we're not all children of God. Okay. The Bible specifically tells us that, that if you are not a born again believer, if you have not accepted Christ as your savior, what does the Bible say? God says, what does Jesus tell you? He says, you are of your father, the devil. That's what he says. So he told the Pharisees to you're of your father, the devil. So if you are not a child of God, which means you do not have his Holy Spirit living inside of you, you are not a new creation. You have not accepted Christ as your savior. But once you accept Christ as your savior, you automatically become a child of God. You are automatically sealed by the Holy Spirit. So remember that. Don't anybody tell you that you have to pay for the Holy Spirit or that that you've got to speak in tongues to have the Holy Spirit. That is of the devil. That's of Satan. That's a lie straight from the pit of hell. I remember my friend when her mother died. That's what the church told her. Well, your mama didn't go to heaven because she didn't speak in tongues. I'm like, what? I'm like, ask the man on the cross that was what was next to Jesus. There was two thieves next to. Remember that? You all remember the story there when Christ was on the cross and he said that man said he goes, you know, we deserve to be here. We were thieves. We did everything. And he goes, Jesus, remember me when you go into your kingdom. And what did Christ say to him? He says, today you will be in paradise with me. So I didn't hear him speaking in tongues. Doesn't say anything about that on the Bible. Besides, as a cessationist, we think that, uh, or they think, cessationism thinks that that all stopped. You know, most of that stopped. I'm not a cessationist. I'm not. Um, I do believe the gifts are still um, available and that Christ still operates through those gifts, that we've all been given a gift. The Holy Spirit gives everybody a gift. Now, as far as, you know, like the Kenneth Copelands of the world, that's all false and heretics. And that's just, that's blasphemous. But anyway, so I'm not saying I'm a cessationist. I don't want, you know, uh, people to think that. But, you know, the Bible does specifically tell us what's going to happen in the end times. And these things are happening. We see it happening all over the world. You know, remember when, you know, we were telling you, like Christians have been telling people for years that there's going to be a one world government. Oh, you conspiracy theorists, you Christians, you, you weirdos, blah, blah, blah. Well, what's happening now? They're openly talking about it, openly admitting it. They're, they don't even care. They're not even trying to hide it anymore. They don't try to hide it. Um, they're already talking about it. Let's see. Um, let's see. Here we go. So here's one. Ukraine represents globalism and Russia is standing up to them. Israeli politicians reveals what else is going on. Black Rock Sphinx says Ukraine invasion accelerates ESG and digital currency shift. Where do you think this is all going? One world currency. Cashless society. Where does that come from? Revelation 13. <laughs> the Bible wrote about this thousands of years ago. John saw the revelation of Jesus Christ. He was on the island of Patmos and he wrote about all of this, right? What? Yes, folks. Yes. So if you're not a Christian, you need to get yourself an apologetics Bible. You need to get one because that's going to answer a lot of your questions. And if you have even questions after that, I'll tell you where else you can go. You can go to gotquestions.org. Any question you have, you can t- they are very doctrinally, conservatively sound, theological sound website. I completely, completely trust them. And they will give you all sides of everything. So, 
talk about it. So here we go. So on the opening day of the 2022 World Government Summit in Dubai, the first item on the agenda was about what? Preparing to receive the new world order. Folks, they're not afraid to tell you what they're planning. All of us who were called conspiracy theorists and about the COVID-19 jab, the clot shot and all this other stuff, you know, oh, you people, misinformation, all kinds of garbage. Well, guess what? We were right. But for all you that believed that, if you're listening to this program right now, my prayer is that you will accept Christ as your Savior. That way the Holy Spirit will come to live inside of you and will guide you into all truth. If you don't have the Holy Spirit living in you, you're not going to be able to know the truth. Because this world is very deceptive. And Jesus warned us. In the very end, what did he say? How many times did he say? Numerous times. And I always say this for the King James only people out there. Be ye not deceived. That's what Jesus says. Be ye not deceived. The Bible says don't be deceived. Look at this world. So I'm going to tell you something else. So if you realize now that the COVID-19 clot shot vaccination, all this garbage was all deception, lying, they're killing people. And if you now realize this, if you broke away from the tit of the government and you realize, whoa, all these people are lying to us. But then, but you still believe what the media is telling you about Russia and Ukraine, then, hey, you haven't quite... Um, come off the government tent yet so you really need to realize what's going on so break away stop reading all the garbage stop listening to the stuff that they're telling you to believe and realize there's something going on and of course it has been going on for years so here it is so the world uh, government summit organization is a global neutral nonprofit organization dedicated to shaping the future of governments the summit in its various activities explores the agenda of the next generation of governments, focusing on harnessing innovation and technology to solve universal challenges facing humanity. The summit will bring thought leaders, global experts, and decision makers from around the globe to discuss how best to implement the new world order after the Great Reset. Yes, folks, you heard it. Right there from their mouth. Anyway, you can check out that article. Jeffrey Greider wrote that about two weeks ago, about March 30th. And you can check it out on nowtheendbegins.com. You know, we just can't. I mean, they don't, they're not even trying to. Remember back in the olden days, you know, like 10 years ago when they tried to say that, you know, there was not a shadow government. And there was not this. And there was no, you know, foreign council. We weren't evil. And, you know, all this other stuff going on. Well, they are. And now they don't care what you think. They don't care. I do want to bring up this other book, you guys. If you have not checked out this book or read this, this is written back in 2009. It was written by Grant Jeffrey, who was a wonderful man of God. He died of a heart attack. I think he was a Canadian as well. And he's also got, so this same book is on Amazon, but it's on, it's a movie. And so it's a documentary. Totally check it out. And this is, just think, this is all the way back in 2009. But it's called Shadow Government. So it's how the secret globe global elite is using surveillance against you. And as you read this book, look around going, wow, this was wrote how many years ago? He was right on point. He was right 
on point. It says, does the echelon really exist? Yeah. It says, and as far back as December 19th, 1999, BBC News reported that Australian intelligence officials admitted that the echelon system does actually exist. Folks, go check out that book. If you have a Mardell around you, Mardell Christian Bookstore, you can actually sometimes get that uh, in the bargain discount for like a couple bucks or so. Every time I find that book, I pick it up. I buy it. No matter where I can find it, I buy it because I like to give them away. So, anyway, um, moving right along, uh, you can tell that they don't care. They're not trying to hide it. They know. Satan knows that, okay, in, in every point in history, because see, this is the thing. Satan does not know when Christ is to call his church home, which is the rapture of the church. He doesn't know. And people are like, rapture is not in the Bible. Well, it's not in your Bible. It's on the English Bible, but it is in the Latin Bible. Rapturo. Anyway, it's a snatching away. That is in the English Bible. So anyway, that's what it is, a snatching away to, to, to pull us out of the fire. And so you read about the marriage supper of the Lamb. I highly recommend you read that in your Bible because... Um, you're like, well, what is that all about? That's us being raptured uh, from from the church, and that's where we're gonna be. Well, all hell literally is breaking loose here on earth. While the wrath of God is being poured out on the earth, we are in heaven for the seven year marriage supper of the Lamb. And you wonder where you get seven years from? Well, read your Bible. Uh, another thing I can tell you, if you have not watched this movie, please check it out. It's on Amazon. You can find it streaming. You can find it anywhere you want. It's called Before the Wrath. Before the Wrath. And that will explain all of this and how the Galilean wedding is totally different than the regular Jewish wedding. And I don't know if you've ever been to a Jewish wedding. I have. My brother uh, uh, married uh, Michelle and she is Jewish. And so I actually got to see and be a part of a Jewish wedding. And it was awesome. And something I will never forget. It was very special. Um, so anyway, I kind of gives you an idea of, you know, where this is heading and where we're going to go. And uh, it also it just re-emphasizes how important the Bible is and how how inerrant it is. You know, as I used to be a member of a Southern Baptist uh, church way back when, I left them in 2017 because even then I could see they were going the way of the critical race theory and the social gospel. And so I left. And, um, but yeah, so, you know, if you, I don't even know where I was going with that. I completely space case because I remember leaving the church thinking, wow, something's wrong here. Um, but anyway, let me come in and get back to, to these um, articles here that I want to talk to you guys about. So anyway, it says, um, our vision is to become the global platform for shaping future governments in the new world order. Folks, right in print. So since its inception in 2013, this summit has championed the mission of shaping future governments and creating a better future for humanity. The past seven editions of the summit have successfully established a new model to collaborate on an international playing field to inspire and enable the next generation of governments. Yeah, people. Yep. So here we have, uh, let's just play, let's see, we got Klaus Schwab here uh, talking about uh, uh, why governments must act now. And then the new world order, we have more of that talking about. But like I was saying, this is where I was, I was going with all that before. So Satan doesn't know when Christ is going to return to take his church home. And the Bible says and nobody knows the day or the hour when Christ is to return for his church. Not only Jesus, that he doesn't even know the Bible says. Only God the Father knows. 
And if you watch the movie Before the Wrath, you'll completely understand why that is so important in Scripture and what it really means. Because, you know, we live in our culture today. We don't live in the culture back then. And I don't know what you or me, but none of us are really familiar with the Galilean Jews. We're not really familiar with that culture. And we're really not familiar with the culture that Christ lived in. So this movie that they that they did is phenomenal. And it kind of brings all of that out. So I highly recommend you guys go and watch it. As a matter of fact, I may watch it again. It's that good. Anyway, so here we have this. So in every facet of, of time, you can tell you know satan has always had a man has always had like an antichrist figure ready to step in you remember hitler and then of course you go back and then there's many many more but if you go right through history you can see he's always had somebody you know ready you know because he doesn't know he doesn't know what's going to happen he doesn't know only god knows so if anybody ever tells you they know and jesus is coming back he just yeah whatever i'll pray for you buddy because you are deceived so anyway yeah don't ever let anybody tell you that but anyway, let's listen to what they say. This is the World Government Summit 2022 New World Order. I have not listened to this, so we're going to play it right now. So here she's coming to walk out on the stage here. This is the summit. Here we go. Highnesses, Excellencies, Ladies and Gentlemen, a very, very good morning on what is the first official day of World Government Summit here at Dubai Expo 2020. And the title of this session, are we ready for a new world order? Well, the organizers here are nothing if not ambitious. This is, I think you will agree, a daunting subject for discussion at just after 9 a.m. on a Wednesday morning here in the relative calm of Expo 2020. But tackle it, we must, because I believe what is clear is that we have hit an inflection point. We are certainly living in a unique age of uncertainty and volatility in global affairs. Whether you are from the global north or the global south, we have all collectively lived through the twilight zone that was the pandemic and the changes to our social our digital and our fiscal landscape do you notice that we've all lived through the pan pandemic and there's been this change to our social and digital they're setting everybody up because soon we're all gonna have digital currency and what makes that unique is that it is programmable digital currency so i think i did a uh, an episode last night on all of that talking about hey you know you're driving that big suv you've wasted you've, you've used your gas limit for the month so you know you're gonna have to whatever you've had too much beef we're gonna cut off your card so everything will be tracked and traced just like the bible said so the bible says in the end days revelation 13 there's gonna be this man to be the antichrist and he's going to have his little sidekick, uh, which is the false prophet, Pope, I mean, the false prophet. And uh, yeah, so we're going to have all this going on. And guess what? You're not going to be able to buy or sell unless you have the mark of the beast or the image of the beast. And you will bow down and worship the beast. And it's like a beast system. And another thing I like to talk about, you know, I was, I was going there earlier, but 
If you guys know me in real life, you do know that I am ADD scatterbrained, right? But I do love the Lord and I do try to, to serve him the best that I can. But, you know, uh, so like TV, like what is, what is, what did TV actually stand for? You remember back in the old days when we actually said words instead of, you know, acronyms and stuff. It was tell a vision, tell a vision. Back to the Prince of the Air with the cell phones and everything, the Wi-Fi and all of this stuff, right? TVs, television. People are glued to their television, entertainment, their phones, their everything. And it's all traced back to Lucifer, the Prince of the Air. Think about Just think about that next time you're glued to your TV watching 27 episodes of whatever. Okay? Think about it. Just think about it. And as I sat there watching that family across from me at the coffee shop, every one of them on a cell phone, every one of them, not one of them had a conversation. Not maybe more than five words passed between any of them. And it was really sad. It was very sad. But what else does Klaus Schwab say here? You know, the, the now the end begins is your frontline defense against the rising tide of darkness in the last days before the rapture of the church. Folks. Go check it out. Now the end begins.com. Now listen to old Klaus here. Let's hear what he has to say. Cause I'm not going to listen to that woman talking anymore. I just want to get that first part out. So here's Klaus says why governments must act now. He's going to walk out on stage as well. Your excellencies, ladies and gentlemen, it's my great honor to participate for the eighth time at this important meeting even if only in a virtual way i keep watching him he's on the video screen here guys you know i can almost see a little black mustache above his lip you saying i would like to express my high respect to his highness sheikh mohammed bin rashid al maktoum for having taken the initiative for creating such an important global platform for governments shaping the future I also want to congratulate Dubai for having organized such a successful World Expo, despite all the repercussions of the global pandemic. Last November, in partnership with His Excellency Mohammed Al-Gargawi, we brought together 60 top intellectual thinkers here in Dubai. Thank you to His Excellency for enabling this initiative to define a longer-term narrative to make the world more resilient, more inclusive, and more sustainable. Do you hear that? A long-term initiative. They've been planning this for a while. I'm telling you, well, let me skip through here a little bit further. Let's see here. I'm proud that the government of Dubai has been so foresighted in establishing a center for the fourth industrial revolution. The fourth industrial revolution, if you can't understand his accent. He's real big on that. In cooperation with the World Economic Forum. The World Economic Forum. And I was doing a show earlier about that, talking about what is the World Economic Forum. Because you think like there must be some governmental organization. They're not. They're not a governmental organization. But... They do think they're going to rule the world, and the way they talk, they are. And if you look at everything going around in the world, whatever this WEF says is basically happening. Remember, 
the Great Reset, the Fourth Industrial Revolution. All of this, all, all of this talk, they're telling you what they plan on doing. They're telling everybody. They're, I mean, how long have I been saying, get you some food? I've been saying that for a while, get you some food. So if you haven't been listening to my program very long, I've been saying it for a year now, get you some food. I don't care, but you better get it now. Because I did a program back in July of last year and on up talking about, you know, how much the the cost of fertilizer and how everything is going up. Now we have the Ukraine-Russia, you know, war or sleight of hand. Once you look at this, while other stuff is going on, you know, just, you know, so much deception in the world today. But what we do know is they are telling us that, hey, there's going to be a global shortage of food. Well, guess what? The Bible told us that thousands of years ago. But, you know, they're telling us that the Bible has already told us that. And we don't, you know, and it could be of biblical proportions. But we don't know how close we are to the tribulation. But we see all these things happening and happening at greater speed and more faster and faster. Like the Bible says, Christ said, when you see these things begin to happen. So not only that, he goes, quickly, I come. These things will quickly take place. And we get the word quickly, or we get the word in Greek is called tacos. Not tacos, people. Not tacos. I do love tacos. Let me tell you, I do. I love the. I love the taco. I'm from Texas. I love tacos, man. But anyway, that's not what we're talking. We're talking about tacos, which is where we get our word tachometer in English, the tachometer. So if you ever driven a sports car, y'all know me. You know, talk about my Hondas. You know, if you're a Honda person, you're just a Honda person, right? Anyway, so all of us that drive these Hondas with these little motors, you know, we love them, right? We love to rev our motors. Especially, I have a little Del Sol, and you know they redline, and that's what they're made for because Honda makes those kind of motors. But anyway, so when you floor it, you know your tachometer, whoa, it goes fast, right? It goes all the way to the redline. You don't want to redline it, but it goes up there, right? And so that's how fast the things are going to start to happen. Christ says quickly, and then he says quickly I come. So anyway, just remember these things have already started. And they are quickly happening. So right now, another thing he says, you know, it's like birth pains upon a pregnant woman. You think about all the things that have, look at it from, from COVID. Okay, look at it from 2020 uh, to like, you know, now. We're kind of in a lull, right? But the things that happened between 2019 to 2020, man, they were, remember how fast everything was happening? Bam, 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 right? And then boom, kind of slowed down a little bit. Well, you think about birth pains upon a pregnant woman, like boom, you know, sudden, of course, you know, the Bible says sudden destruction. And so when you think about these things, you're like, oh man, okay. So when a woman goes into labor, you know, you have, you know, you know, you all know that you have the labor pains, but then, you know, they'll, they'll get closer and closer, right? But then you'll have like a resting period in between, right? And then of course, when the, when the contractions kick in, they start coming closer and closer and more intense and more intense, right? But you have like a little bit of period of respite in between, right? Until things start happening quicker and quicker, quicker and more intense. And then boom, there is no resting period, right? So we're kind of like in a lull right now. And so as Christians, we need to uh, talk about the Lord Jesus. We need to uh, proclaim him as much as we can because, you know, I, you know, I can see it happening. It's already happened in Canada. Like I never thought it would happen in old Canada. Like what happened in Canada? Justin Trudeau happened in Canada. Where did Justin Trudeau come from? The World Economic Forum. That's where Trudeau came from. And guess who else came from? The World Economic Forum, their school. I guess who else came from there? Oh, Zelensky. Yeah. Uh, what's her name in your Oh, I mean, all of European. You look at all these people. All of them have come 
of the World Economic Forum's school. You know, Klaus Schwab's school. So it's all planned, people. It's all been planned. So let me see what else he has to say here. So here, here's another snippet from him. And so we're going to listen to what he has to say. Oh, Klaus, here we go. They call it part of the fourth industrial revolution. One of the features of this fourth industrial revolution is that it doesn't change what we are doing, but it changes us. The very idea of human being some sort of natural concept is really going to change. Up until now, the conversation we've been having is around freedom of speech. Once we can access people's thoughts and access people's emotions. The focus, as all of you know, today is on what's now called the Internet of Bodies involving medical implants and other kinds of devices that go inside your body and all together with the internet as a whole comprise the internet of bodies the internet of bodies or iob is um is actually an ecosystem it's a bunch of devices that are connected to the internet that contain software and that either collect personal health data about you or can alter the body's function we think of the internet of bodies as this collection of all these devices, as well as all the data that the devices are gathering about you. And in healthcare, it's Internet of Bodies has, has been around for quite a while. So the Internet of Bodies, um, imagine the power of AI. What is artificial intelligence? It's a way to automate computation and cognition. So we can now automate learning, perceiving, uh, doing computation. It's a pervasive general purpose technology that will be used in all of our industries that will come into our professional networks, our private networks, our schools, our industries and our offices. What I wanted to epitomize with the Internet of Bodies is this notion that we will be under assessment, we will be under measure of computation in every aspect of our lives in the future, from what you eat, who you date, what you buy on the Internet, um, how much energy you use, but also what are your vital signs? How well are you doing in terms of health? Uh, what kind of specific genetic quirks do you have? What's your genome telling about your health, about your mental health, about how well you are doing, how well you are aging, what kind of disease you are susceptible to? It has a bit of an Orwellian twinge to it. Well, <laughs> yes, folks. This is where we're going. So when you hear old Klaus Schwab talk about the fourth industrial revolution, that's what he's talking about. And then he also got to think about the clot shot. And not only that, um, if you guys have not gone to, now I heard this from JD, uh, if you listen to JD Farag's uh, prophecy update, I did not know anything about this. Now I did know about, you know, the, the crop spring. I knew about uh, the chemtrails. I've, I've been aware of that for years, right? But there's, an, there's a website that you guys can go to. It's called geoengineeringwatch.org. And of course, there's a gentleman there, Dane, uh, Dane Wigington, um, who actually runs this website. Extremely smart guy. But what I wanted to let you guys know is you really, really, really need to go and check out. It's on YouTube for I don't know how long. But if you go to his website, you can actually uh, watch it. It's called The Dimming. And it's called uh, The Fully Climate Thing. It's called Exposing the Global Engineering Cover-Up. Folks, so much is going on nanoparticles are being sprayed on us like you know when i was a kid i don't remember so many people having cancer i don't remember all this when i was a kid of course it was a long time ago like 40 some odd years ago but i don't remember the 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 amount you know it's insane it's, i mean 
its explosion. But you wonder why they are manipulating everything. These people, this small group of elitist people are manipulating everything, everything. They have all the money. They have all the control. They have all, think about it. Well, they think God is allowing them to have this control because we all know that God's going to come. Jesus is coming back. He's going to destroy this world, you know? So, I mean, if you think about it, we know who's in ultimately control, but it's just amazing how everything is lining up with the Bible. So I want to go on and play a little bit more of old Klaus Schwab here. So here we go. The objective is to quickly recognize the potential of new technologies as well as develop the necessary ethical and political frameworks around those new technologies to ensure that those technologies are human-centered and society-oriented. The world has to overcome not only the damage done to our economies and our societies by COVID-19, it also has to confront the repercussions of a dangerous clash between major global powers. History is truly at a turning point. We do not yet know the full extent and the systemic and structural changes which will happen. However, we do know that global energy systems, food systems, and supply chains will be deeply affected. They know this because they are manipulating this, they are creating this, they are manufacturing manufacturing this that's how they know that's how they can tell you everything that's going to happen you always hear them saying there's going to be a cold it's going to be a dark winter that's what biden said there's going to be a dark winter and then biden we're going to build back better um er, listen to all the people we're going to build back better where the hell do you think he got that from the world economic forum think about it think about it folks don't be deceived read your bible don't be deceived that's my thing. That's my whole thing is don't be deceived. But there's deception everywhere. There's deception everywhere. But Jesus said these days it would be like that, right? And it is. It's like that. Another thing I want to throw out here, um, not should you get a dumb phone, but J. Markell's latest spring newsletter. And she definitely, guys, you want to sign up for her newsletters. Um, she emails them free of charge. And if you're... Um, if you're on her mailing list, you actually get um, a hard copy mailed to you. Um, I've been listening to Jay Markell since, I think, 2006 is when I started listening to her. When I Thank God I did, too, because I was going to a health, wealth, prosperity church. Boy, and I knew something was wrong. I started listening to her radio program. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. And she was so kind and so sweet. Um, I actually emailed her all those years ago. And she took the time to email me back and explain to me, yes, you're in a, you know, blah, blah, blah church. So anyway, she was wonderful. And then when I left the uh, Southern Baptist Convention, when I was in that church, I was at a First Baptist church. And uh, I, you know, my pastor had said some things and I was like, that's not right. That's not biblical. And I remember exactly what he says. You don't need to be looking up for Jesus. You need to be looking out into the community for Jesus. And I was like, What? The Bible commands us to be looking up for Jesus. He commands us to be looking for him. So I was like, there's something wrong here. So anyway, I actually downloaded the entire manuscript 
of his sermon and sent that to her because I don't want to misquote him or maybe I was wrong, you know. Anyway, I sent them that she was so sweet and took the time to email me back. And yes, she was, you need to get out of that church. That was back in 2017. And look what all has happened to the SBC since then. But anyway, her latest one is um, it's out for the spring of 2022. It says, Tribulation Rising, the Globalists Need a War, Weapons of Mass Distraction. Uh, the bears out of happenation. Uh, so it says, some feel this conflict is a weapon of mass distraction planned by World Economic Forum and George Soros. They need a constant crisis. They instigated a pandemic and now have orchestrated a war all to destabilize. America and capitalism must be taken down for a new world order to rise. Ukraine's President Zelensky is a lackey of the World Economic Forum and in his heart may have as much loyalty to this globalist outfit and a globalist mentality as he does for his home country. He's not the folk hero he's being printed at, or being painted as. On March 15th, a popular news song was released about Zelensky titled, Can One Man Save the World? While we must be careful about trying to name the Antichrist, it is clear that this man is drawing international attention with aspirations given to him as a global leader. Add to that, he is a European, Jewish, and rose from obscurity. It would be safe to say he could be another type of Antichrist, as the true Antichrist will have these characteristics. A European and Jewish heritage is debated, but this writer believes the real Antichrist will have those identifying markers. While even the Bible refers to the rise of global government or a new world order for the very last days, Mr. Putin is not a part of this government, or a part of this movement, I'm sorry. He wants to see Russia's glory days come back and considers the efforts of Klaus Schwab and George Soros to be foolish. But someday, even Mr. Putin or his successor will bow to the Antichrist. The Biden administration loves a distraction as well. While cannons were blazing, he extended his national emergency powers, pushed smart health cards and vaccine passports, and continued to devastate the U.S. economy. The sky's the limit with gasoline and grocery costs. Leftist lunacy never lets a crisis go to waste. But how convenient if the people are focused on other things. A global food crisis. This is an article. This is um, from Jan Markell's um spring newsletter guys you can go to her website olivetreeviews.org and you can sign up for this free newsletter loaded with information loaded i'm not kidding if you don't watch her on uh, rumble if you don't watch her on youtube uh, if you don't watch her on her own website listen to her radio program she has all kinds of awesome guests on um i mean anybody from michelle bachman uh to bill canaan to i mean all kinds of people authors like wonderful wonderful she holds the largest um bible prophecy conference in the world and has for over 25 years or longer um that i've that i've you know been paying attention to so yeah she is a wonderful so this is i mean loaded with information so it says a global food crisis but now that Russia has invaded Ukraine, should the war be extended? That is going to push this rapidly growing global food crisis to a level that none of us have ever seen before. According to the UN, worldwide food prices in February 2022 were 20.7% higher than they were in February of 2021. Think about that, folks. That's a lot. Um, but anyway, she continues and she says, Some are calling the potential food fallout catastrophic. Russia and Ukraine account for a substantial amount of the world's grain and fertilizer. Due to a shortage of fertilizer, it is estimated that global crop yields could decline by 50%. 
throw in the cost and rise of gasoline and we have a frightful scenario ahead. The words of Klaus Schwab are haunting. He stated some time ago that the Great Reset needs a war. The Ukraine crisis could end abruptly with a surrender on the part of Mr. Zelensky, but there is coming a conflict between China and Taiwan and Iran and Israel and North Korea firing missiles into the air. As this is written, there are 40 wars around the world, although some are labeled as a conflict. And she continues, and it says, crash the system and form global government. And then another headline is, it ends well for believers, but not for the world. Isn't that the truth? And she goes on, here's, um, you know, got Pastor Brandon Holthouse. Yeah, listen to him, Dr. Mark Hitchcock, Jeff Kinley. There's a lot of good um, pastors, authors, and teachers out there preaching on the end times. Um, you can also go to MarkHenryMinistries.com and check him out as well. Lots of good stuff. They will be, uh, let's see, Thursday, June the 9th, 2022. Uh, they're going to have a live stream event. And, of course, MarkHenryMinistries.com. It's going to be Dr., uh, Dr. Mark Hitchcock and Jeff Kinley. And do you believe Pastor Brandon Holthouse will be there? And they will be, um, it's free of charge, no cost. And you can actually stream it for free as well. So another one is uh, The Inconvenient Truth. And Laodicea is here. That's the church. Saving the planet, but not saving souls. So much stuff is going on, awakening to wokeness, and for such a time as this. Anyway, much, much more stuff um, in in her newsletter. Folks, go sign up for it. It's free. I tell you what, if you haven't been listening to Jan Markell's radio program, you are missing out. Huge, huge. I tell you what. But anyway, I have been on here for, oh, about an hour. So my time is nearly up so i'm gonna get off of here you guys always know me always end with if what what do i always say get in the word of god and let the word of god get into you because these days are deception filled delusional filled and you got to you have to renew your mind with the word of god there's so much filth out in this world there's so much I mean, garbage and LGBT, A, B, C, D, E, F, G crap going on, being shoved down your throat, all kinds of stuff. You know, gender this and like, what in the world is going on? We are living, we, we see it happening. God has turned the world over to a reprobate mind. If you don't know what that means, you need to go and read Romans 1 in your Bible. And then you'll look around saying, oh, wow, wow. And that's what's going on. Romans 1, read it. We are seeing the the works of people turned over to a reprobate mind. And so one thing I wanted to lead with, um, you know, uh, Dr. Adrian Rogers was one of my favorite pastors, teachers, and authors. I absolutely loved him. Of course, he's gone on to be with the Lord. Um, but he did. So I always wanted an Adrian Rogers, you know, uh, one of his Bibles. And I always wanted one. And so finally they put it into reprint. Finally. You know, because before, if you wanted one, if you found one on eBay or Amazon, it was like thousands of dollars, right? Well, if you do want one, you can go to loveworthfinding.org. They do have the Bibles back in print. And uh, I want to leave you guys with this. And it says, Treasures from the Word. He always had Adrianisms, right? But anyway, and some of these are taken from some of his um, sermons. But anyway, it says, Treasures from the Word. Faith with feet. It says, Know what our churches could use more of. Plain old-fashioned manners, attention to little things, and love that says please and thank you, and graciously let someone else go first. 
It always amazes me how quickly people change when they leave church. They drive out of the lot and cut people off in traffic. Stiff waiters or stiff waiters with skimpy tips scream at their families, forget birthdays, and fail to keep promises. May God purify us from selfishness, teaching us that we are his mouth, hands, and feet to the world whenever, wherever. So, as Christians, I just want to remind people um, that, you know, if nobody else ever reads the Bible and you're a Christian and they know you're a Christian, well, guess what? They're going to read you. We really uh, need to show the love of Christ to the world because, you know, they don't know the world. The people who are lost, they don't know. They don't know if they're angry, if they're upset, and they're, t- you know, well, they don't know any better. All they know is their father, Satan. So as Christians, we need to show the love of Christ. We are to be Christ-like. So if it was the whole point was all we were here uh, was just to get saved, then Christ would yank us out of here and take us home immediately, right? But no, we are here to proclaim Christ until he comes. And so we are here to show the love of Christ, uh, to tell people the good news. The good news, folks. What is the good news? It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And what is that? You and I are sinners. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us. I don't care if you just told one lie. That automatically separates you from God. We all deserved hell. Every one of us deserved hell. But guess what? God loved us so much. In his mercy and his grace, he sent his one and only begotten son, Jesus Christ, into this world through the Virgin Mary. The Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary. So Jesus was all man and he was all God. And he came and he lived the perfect sinless life. And guess what? He was tempted just like you and me. He knows what it feels like to be betrayed by his best friends. Think about it. He knows what it feels like to be humiliated, to be spit on, to be all of these things, right? He knows. He knows what it feels like. And so as Christians, we don't have a God that's some pie in the sky. We don't have some idol, some dead idol. And we don't have, you know, like you may go to heaven or you may not, you know, we don't have that. We have a God that loves us so much that he sent his only son because that's the only way we could be redeemed. Otherwise, we deserved hell. Christ died on the cross for you and me. And I'm not saying that, you know, he didn't just die on the cross. People are like, oh, he died on the cross. It was, a, it was a very painful death. No, it was a very painful death. And it was, you know, yes, all that is true. But what else is, is he suffered the wrath of God on the cross for you and for me. Because sin has a penalty, has a debt that you and I could not pay. So Christ came and Jesus loved you so much that he did. That he willingly came and he did all that for us. He suffered the wrath of God in our place. So this is Palm Sunday. And so the week coming up will be Good Friday. And of course the good news is it may look dark now. But we know that Jesus Christ ascended to heaven. We know that God raised him from the dead three days later. In 40 days or so, he ascended into the right hand throne of God. And he is seated there. You know why he's seated there? Because it's finished. He finished it. So I want you to know that when you call upon the name of the Lord, and the Bible says you will be saved. 
anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved, shall be saved. I want you to know what you're calling upon. It's not when you were five years old that you went down the aisle and you said this little prayer and then you went and lived a life of hell. That's not what it means. If you ultimately and you completely understand what it really means to be saved, then you understand the price that was paid for you, the blood that was shed for you and me to be saved. Do you understand? So when I, when I tell the gospel, I want people to know, number one, what you're being saved from. You're being saved from hell, for eternity in hell. But I want you to know how you were saved. That's the, that's the important part. And so that's why I try to proclaim the gospel on just about every show that I do at least. Because that's the whole reason why I'm here. I'm a watchman on the wall. You know, the Bible has called, you know, the Bible talks about the watchman on the wall. God has called folks to be watchmen on the wall. We are to warn the world. In Ezekiel, it says that if a man goes and he sins, but he knows you've told him and he still sins, well, then that blood is on him. But if a man goes and sins and you don't tell him what he is doing is sin and he dies in his sin, well, guess what? That he will require at your hands or at my hands because I didn't tell them, you know? And so that's what being a watchman on the wall is all about. And there are many of us out here now proclaiming the truth until Christ comes. We are warning the world that Jesus Christ is coming for his church. He's coming to take us out of here. But more importantly, he is coming with a great tribulation. Which is, if you have rejected Christ as your Savior, you will go through the great tribulation. And that is going to be horrific. But what's even more horrific is if you were to die in your sin without Christ as your Savior, you will go to hell for eternity. That, folks, is the truth. Everybody wants to believe in heaven. Everybody wants to believe that they're going to go to heaven. Well, not everybody's going to heaven. Only those who have put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, we are going to heaven. But those who have not are not going to heaven. There is no purgatory. There's no purgatory. Nobody can pay your way out of hell. Nobody can pray you out of hell. You're in hell for eternity. You're in heaven or in paradise with Christ for eternity. Think about that. I want to leave you with these words. Think about it. Hell is for eternity. Heaven is for eternity. God sends nobody to hell. You yourself choose hell when you willfully reject Jesus Christ. If you think that all of this that we see today, you and I and animals and insects and all of this stuff came from some big bang, it takes more faith to believe in that cockamamie nonsense than it does to believe in an almighty God who is a creator who created you in intelligent design. I want you to look just just on your own. Go out and look at stars and how many of them there are. And then I want you to look at the grain of the sand under a microscope. And then I want you to look at insects. You know, they talk about um, the, the evolution. And all. There is no evolution. There's no evolution. They talk about the missing link. Well, guess what? There is no missing link because there's no evolution. They're never going to find that. 
if you believe that, I want you to contemplate things seriously and seriously take a look at it. Don't believe what they told you. You know, don't believe any of that. Go to, what was it, Ken Ham. Check out that. Check out him in, in Genesis and everything. I mean, it's amazing. It's magnificent. Look at this minute details in insects. And then look at the vastness of space. And then look at the earth and where we're centered at. If we were just a little bit closer to the sun, guess what? We'd all fry. If we were just a little bit further away, well, we'd all freeze. You want to tell me in the vastness of space that there's only the earth with life on it? Yes. Yes. And what does that tell you? That there has got to be a creator who put us here. I just want to leave you guys with that. I love the Lord Jesus Christ. I love my Heavenly Father. And I thank God that He has given me the Holy Spirit to discern what is false and what is truth. But if you don't get in the Word of God, you are not renewing your mind. If you just read a chapter a day, and I don't mean like just read through like quickly, quickly, quickly. Oh, I've got, I've got to read this. No. Read. If, you, if you're, you're like me, i got to read things a couple times before it soak in, you know. Read things. If you just read, like, Psalms, if you just read one Psalm a day, just read it. Absorb it. Pray about it. Think about it. Turn it over. You know, it's not about how much you can read. It's about how much you understand. You know, so you got to pray about it. You have, to, you have to have the Holy Spirit to understand the Bible. You have to have the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, you're looking at it from, you know, like, whatever. You know, but if you don't have the Holy Spirit, then you're not really going to understand. But anyway, yeah, just, uh, you know, get in the Word of God. If you haven't read anything, you know, read the book of John. If, you, if you're a new believer in Christ, or even if you're not a believer in Christ, I implore you, you know what? Read the Gospel of John. So anyway, with that, guys, I'm getting out of here. I'm way past my time. <laughs> For those of you who are still here, um, or those of you who listen to it in segments, you know. Um, anyway, if you have not, please go to my website, Bible prophecy, the number four today.com and check it out. And, uh, and of course, you know, um, I do have my book on there, uh, after the rapture, what comes next? You can get that on Amazon and, um, check that. I have, I have other books on there, but if you know somebody who will be left behind, uh, definitely get that book because it tells you what you can expect. If you were left behind, it talks about kind of gives a brief overview of what the rapture is and where your friends and family have gone. And then it breaks down to what is coming upon the earth, all scripture based. So anyway, that I'm getting out of here, guys, for real this time. <laughs> get in the word of God. Let the word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha, come quickly, Lord Jesus, come quickly. <laughs>